An apology and a verbal commitment isn't enough. You're listening to Healing Broken Trust Podcast with Brad and Morgan Robinson. This is a podcast where we talk about healing from affairs, infidelity, trust, and cheating in your relationship. So if you're wanting to heal your marriage after any of these things, this is the podcast for you. And in episode eight, we're talking about how do you cut off the affair partner? Um, So it's really important, obviously, to cut off the affair partner. But um, one thing we want to remind you is we have free resources to help you through this process. Um, If you go to healingbrokentrust.com forward slash episode eight, that's episode the number eight, you can download our free resources there to help you through this process. So if you're in this position where you're struggling to to cut off the affair partner, you might want to go back to episode four, where we talk about how to fall out of love with the affair partner. That's really important. Uh, Episode two is also a really good one where we we talk about limerence as well. So go back to those. Those can really help you if you are struggling to kind of cut off the affair. So that's, that's really important. But with that, let's get started. Today, we're talking about how to end an affair. Uh, It seems clear to many of us that we can't have an affair partner in our marriage relationship, in a relationship, but why is it that you can't gloss over this important step of cutting off the affair, Brad? Well, there's several reasons why. Uh, Some of them are quite obvious, but many times when people do have an affair, they, they think an apology is enough. They think that, you know, I've apologized, I've made a verbal commitment, you know that that should be good enough, yeah, and it's and it's really not. And there's several reasons why an apology and a verbal commitment isn't enough. A verbal commitment to your spouse isn't enough. Part of that is because your spouse is terrified that this is going to happen again. I hear constantly from everybody who's been betrayed. They always say, "How do I know this won't happen again?" And if you don't if you don't cut this person out of your life in the right way, you're not creating safety for your marriage to go on, for your marriage to heal. And so, number well, there's several different reasons why it's important to cut them, cut off the affair partner. Uh, I'm just going to go through a couple of them. Uh, I think the first is is it sends the wrong message uh, to your spouse and the affair partner. You know, we're we're still, uh, you know, he he never told me it was over, or she never told me it was over. So, you know, are we still are we are they just busy right now, yeah. or are they uh, they think are you know? Yeah, it's, I guess I, I can just check up with them. I'll check up week. with them later. Yeah, yeah, maybe they're just busy because we didn't talk every day anyway. Uh, so they're going to contact you again later. And that's the affair partner. Yeah, that's the affair partner thinking that you don't send. Yeah, then it sends a message to your spouse. I'm not really serious about rebuilding this. Right. I'm not really serious about building this back. Yeah, and that's one foot in, one foot out. Yeah, yeah. and that's a dangerous place to be. Uh, so, uh, like I said earlier, you know, ending the affair it's vital uh, to creating safety. For the uh, injured spouse, the betrayed spouse, they need to know this won't happen again. And that's a big step towards creating that safety. Uh, Also, ending the affair is vital to ending uh, your own ambiguity about if you want to stay or not. Many people I've worked with who have been still had contact with the affair partner, uh, whether they uh, worked with them or uh, didn't work with them, but had contact with them, they stayed in this that period of ambiguity we discussed where they were kind of 
ah, I don't know if I want to be here, if I want to be out. And so what happened is, is they uh, really guilt developed yeah. and a lot of shame developed. And then they felt like, well, you don't deserve me. I'm not a good person. Uh, and that's because they've still kept this relationship up, whether the affair was g- going on or not. They still had some relationship with the affair partner. Yeah. Uh, and they felt guilty about that. And they wanted in their marriage because they felt guilty about it themselves. And so they had this overwhelming guilt. I'm not a good person. You don't deserve me. Uh, you know, I'm not good enough for you. And that's the betrayer saying this. And sometimes that comes from them having an ongoing relationship with the affair partner. Uh, maybe maybe it's morphed into a friendship, and even that is not healthy. Uh, and so that, that keeps them, uh, as time goes on, just feeling like, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. You don't deserve me. Uh, and that's really, be- in part, that's really because, in part, they haven't ended the affair yeah and they're and they're saying you know you don't deserve me you don't deserve what i'm doing to you it's mm-hmm. not so much you don't deserve me oh, no it's I'm not so like awesome. that it's at all like yeah it's like uh it's really coming from a place of shame i'm a bad person and i've done so many bad things to you yeah you. Okay. yeah even in their spouse is saying i forgive you i want to be with you it comes from that yeah. uh, and that happens uh and then the other is obviously you can't rebuild trust you're, I still see you with this person. I still see them emailing you stuff related to work or this or that. And some of you listening to this are just probably flabbergasted thinking, oh my gosh, this happens. Some people, they uh, they try to minimize the affair. and Because so, they'd rather it disappear than actually handle it or deal yeah, with it. Yeah, actually handle it or deal with it. And so uh, there's things like that. There are things like that that happen that have to be clearly dealt with. And we're going to get into that in a second. But this, you have to cut off the affair so that you as a couple, you and your spouse, can move forward in the healing process, rebuild your relationship. And here's the kicker. The involved spouse must cut off all intimate relations with the affair partner. And occasionally, people work with the affair partner, and they find themselves, um, you know, you work with this person, or uh, so you have to, and in situations like that where you work with them, it's hard to get away. away, But here's one of the things, too, though, is, if that's the situation you're in, you must keep everything. Per, uh, you must keep. You must not discuss anything personal with them, right. and you must uh, do everything you can to get away from them if you if you possibly can. Yeah, I, I mean, would recommend that. Everything. But you gotta keep it business if that's it, and you need to let your spouse know kind of what's going on. They're going to be asking you probably, but you need to let them know. Uh, and so, with that, Morgan, let's get into these. Uh, the rules for separating from the affair partner. Yeah. Right? How to do it, basically. Yeah. You want to start with the first one? Yeah. Uh, this is... Uh, the first is allow the uh, the betrayed spouse to participate in the severance. And here's why that's important. Allowing the betrayed spouse to have a say in how it is done will help that person find closure as well. Also, because the affair, the affair involved secrecy... Uh, this moment of truth is refreshing. It's important to remember and reinforce that couples are a team. Yeah. Here's the kicker with this, though, is you. I have seen people, they they come into my office and say, I ended the affair, but their spouse w- didn't participate in the severance. Right. They have no idea. Right. And this person may have, and here's the thing, when you're in an affair, you're obviously you're lying. You're being dishonest about what's happening, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And your spouse doesn't know what to believe. Right. And so anything that you say or do uh, 
if you say anything like, oh, I did it already, or, you know, I told her this or that, or told him this or that, they don't know. There's no and way so, yeah, yeah, they and, Yeah, and, and the idea with this is, is one of the things is, is it creates safety. So you really need to let them participate in this. That doesn't mean that they need to write the email uh, for you. That doesn't mean they need to, uh, you know, do it for you. That just means if you're going to do it over the phone, you need to do it yourself call them over the phone and use your own words and talk to them your spouse doesn't need to say oh john says it's over so quit calling him right you know that's not going to work that doesn't create any safety for them and it doesn't send the clear message to the affair partner that it's over right and so you have to do it uh they just might be on the other line maybe listening in yeah or um yeah, or, or standing there, or they might say, well, you really need to tell them it like this instead of like that, because mm-hmm. to me, this sounds more like you're cutting it off mm-hmm. versus, you know, I'm doing it for the kids or whatever. Yeah, exactly. The second one is make it a clear, absolute severance. And so as you, you as the person who had the affair, there are plenty of ways or a number of ways to separate from the affair partner. And when you do this, you should not leave any glimmer of hope that that you are still open to an affair Uh, you have to show them look i'm not interested in you i want to i love my spouse i want to be with my spouse i'm doing this because i want to be there and what we were doing is wrong and i will not be doing it ever again yeah with you or anyone else yeah and and so you this you have to have the certainty i am certain about this and that's expressed through tone of voice body language and your word choice the choice of words that you use call me ever again yeah i am done do not call me again Uh, i love my wife i love my husband uh, and so it has to be with clear severance. And here's why this is so important, why you have to make this clear, why it has to come from the person who had the affair is many times as affairs grow and mature, these things can last not just months, but sometimes a couple of years, sometimes even longer than that. And people feel like they're genuinely in love with this other person. And you may be done, but that other person isn't done yet. You and the betrayer, like the, well, the, the, the affair, affair partner, partner. you know, they're not done yet. And so you have to let them know, look, we are done. There's no us anymore. There's no future. All the things that we talked about, us leaving our spouses to be with each other, that's not going to happen anymore. That, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be with you. You have to get to that level, uh, not necessarily being cruel. You want to do sh- be short of being cruel, but you want to be forceful. You want to let them know that you're certain about you being done. And, and that leads us to the third one. Do not yeah. do not be cordial or kind when severing the relationship. Um, this should not be a friendly conversation. Um, you don't want to be cruel, but um, we believe the colder and more absolute, the better. Um, in fact, it's cruel to the affair partner if there's even a glimmer of hope that this will ever happen again. So mm-hmm. more importantly, it's crucial, obviously more importantly, it's crucial to the betrayed spouse, your, part, your spouse. Um, so they're not led to believe that unfaithfulness will occur at any point in the future. So... Um, so yeah, you don't want to be like, well, you know, I don't want to hurt your feelings and mm-hmm. I, I don't want you to feel bad. So, you know, um, good luck to you. No, it's, I'm sorry, this is not ever happening again. You know, yeah. right. Yeah. So don't call me. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it needs to be very, uh, very black and white. I'm done it's to the point, uh, you know, you're not kind, you're not, uh, friendly when you do this and you're not, if you have to work with a person. Maybe you're professional, but you're not kind and friendly. You're not sitting around the water cooler anymore. Mm-mm. You're not going on lunch breaks, obviously. Right. You're changing habits, changing patterns, yeah. too. Yeah, you're not sending any mixed signals. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people, when just being kind, sometimes that can be interpreted as being flirty mm-hmm. or that you have an interest. And so you have to be really, really careful. You're not just being kind. That can send the message, I'm still open to you. 
uh, that can send the message of being flirty, that right. kind of thing. I'm right. interested. You, you can't do that. Right. Uh, now, when you end this, the fourth part of this is when you do this, you're doing it for love. Mm-hmm. It's important not to tell the affair partner the relationship is ending. Our affair is ending for the kids right. because of my kids or because I want them to grow up with mom and dad together right. or because of a commitment you made or out of duty to the family, things like that. Instead, it needs to be because you, you're emphasizing the love you feel for your spouse. Right. Right, so so definitely, it's it's about mm-hmm. you and, and your your spouse that you love your spouse. Mm-hmm. You want to reconnect with your spouse, and that ha- there's no room at all for them um, in any yeah. of that. It's not yeah. because you know, they're yeah. making me or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, and you know, and it, and also just you know, also you could emphasize that this look, this was a complete and total mistake. Right. You know, also using specific language such as "never contact me again," "I do not want to talk to you," or. I do not want any sort of intimate relationship with you ever again. Mm-hmm. Things like that, phrases like that. You never contact me again. I don't want to talk to you again. I uh, don't want any sort of intimate relationship or contact. Right. Things like that. It sends a clear message that I am done. And repeat yourself. You, you have to stand your ground. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, they might try to remind you of what, you know, this or that, send you a text or mm-hmm. something. You've got to hold your ground there and you've got to include your spouse. So if they ever did contact you again, maybe next week or mm-hmm. next month, next year, whatever, you're completely open and honest. We've talked about that, being mm-hmm. very honest and forthright. Yeah, and Morgan, you're right. I would say, I don't know what the exact percentages are, but I would say there is a good chance that the affair partner is going to contact you again after you try this. And they're going to, and it's more testing because for them, this was, you know, uh, an affair as well. This was, or a relationship as well. And maybe they loved you. And so there's a good chance that they're going to try to contact you again. If that happens, you have to let your spouse know about it because what will happen is, is your spouse is probably going to find out. And if you don't tell them, you're going to be in deeper water Mm -hmm. and the walls are going to go up. It's going to be harder to rebuild this. It's going to be less trust transparency and honesty are the best especially with this so and it's like doing the opposite of what you're doing in the secrecy of, of the oh affair. yeah that's a great way to look at it you're really doing the opposite of what have how you were in the affair in the affair you were very secretive you were very conniving you were very dishonest there was no transparency now that you're in the rebuilding phase you have to be transparent you have to uh, shine light in the darkness you have to be honest you have to expose these secrets mm-hmm. uh, that rebuilds this now part of this though is this other person needs to get it no in certain terms you are done and it has to come from a place of I love my wife I am with this person I love my husband I am choosing to be with him you were a mistake that, and that's where it needs to come from yeah. and and here's the other thing I want to emphasize this is at some point there is a good chance that the affair partner is going to try to make contact again be transparent be honest it it may cause a ripple effect just because your spouse is going to feel like gosh this person's really you know obsessed with my spouse mm-hmm. but either way they're probably going to find out and it's going to help rebuild trust because you're bringing that information to them. They're going to see that you're trying, that you're being honest and transparent. And so that's that's really important. Yeah, and it's it's also it's just very important to also realize sometimes the out of fair partner does seek you out. Sometimes, yeah. you know, they do have a part to play in this whole affair and this Yeah, whole they do. And problem. let me let me let me share a story, Morgan. Okay. We had a couple uh, by the time they came in, maybe it was about 18 months into the affair. And this was somebody who had moved out, separated, moved out. Uh, back in, back out several times. Uh, when I had worked with them, uh, they had gotten to a place where the affair was ended, the marriage was being rebuilt. Uh, they were, they were both felt like they were really moving better, and the husband worked with her, but I was able to only see her briefly, uh, and he was able to kind of. He had a job where he could do certain things and kind of work out of the office. Uh, and one day he work happened, out of the office. Like well, he was able to. Office? Yeah, he was able to work from home. Okay. And and 
not well, what I meant to say is he wasn't always in the office. Uh, so he's able to work from home. He was doing that, and one day he had to go into the office, and he saw this woman and just kind of made eye contact with her, just saw her, and then he's back into it again. And then they, because they spent 18 months of trying to get to this place of ending it, and uh, just seeing her one time uh, caused him to uh, flip a switch and go flip back. Flip a switch and go back. Oh, and man. that's, and we talked about limerence before, and I'll just briefly describe it this way limerence is. It's kind of romantic love, but more of an addiction to an to a person, where they're like an object, and it's an obsession, and that's kind of how he felt about this woman, and he was trying to end it. Uh, did really well. Uh, the marriage was working, moving forward. Uh, they were growing together. Trust was being rebuilt. He encounters this, and then he's they're back into that whole cat and mouse game again, and it's really devastating. So you have to take this seriously. Yeah. You don't know where. Uh, you know, you think you might be. You're, look, you think you're strong enough to do this, but you're you're probably not really mm-hmm. strong. You weren't strong enough to uh, keep an affair from happening the first time. I know right now this is an emotional place for you. Where there's a lot of guilt as the betrayer, but you got to really take this seriously. You can't minimize this, and you've got to uh, be very, very careful, and you can't underestimate just where that other person's at. So you have to take right. this seriously that... You know, I've got to end this. I got to have right. clear boundaries. I've got to know in certain terms. Let them know from my heart that I want to be with my spouse because I love them, and I do not. I do not want to be with you. You are a mistake. And it's kind of like uh, going back just a tad bit about um, limerence. You know, it's like an addiction, mm-hmm. very much like an alcoholic. You know, you can't just have one beer. It's it's you know all of a sudden that takes you back to your yeah. to your addiction. So it's yeah. um, it's very uh, it's very important to realize that some maybe you know you may have to just cut it off completely. Depends on on you but the fifth one right is yeah. that's what we're on yeah go ahead morgan it's a uh, don't look back so basically you know don't look back it's important to make you know a clean break um sympathizing with the affair partner trying to soften the significance of the conversation or implying any possibility of a future friendship confuses the affair partner and it will open the door to more trouble if your spouse is involved in helping you cut this off, they're going to hear this tone of voice. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna hear what you're saying. They're gonna hear how you're saying. They're gonna hear what it. we're telling you to do. Right, and, and they're, so they're gonna be they're gonna hold you to it. Right, and that's that's good because it's helpful. It's gonna help you. It's gonna help your relationship. It's gonna really ultimately do what's uh, what's best for you in the future. Um, and it's natural for a previously involved spouse to want to check up on the affair partner. Um, but it's important to resist the temptation because yeah. a lot of times these relationships they they weren't just. Um, you know, fly by night. I mean, these are things that happen over a long period of time mm-hmm. sometimes. And so you, sometimes you want to check up on that person. Yeah. But well, yeah, you, everybody's curious. Uh, you're curious about right. people that you dated in the past and things like that. But here's the kicker. You had an affair with this. This, with this is, person. yeah, you had an affair with this person. This is, if you're listening to this and you're working through this, you you know how this can destroy your marriage very, very quickly. You have, don't look back, block this person on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, other social media, get this person completely out of your life. This is not, yeah, it's not worth it. And it's, you don't know what it can do that person again, but you, but it's, it's, it's hurting your spouse as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't know if it's going to trigger something in you where you want to go be with that person again. Uh, But it's also not helping rebuild trust uh, for your spouse. The next, the next principle is there should be complete openness and honesty. Uh, from now on, there should be no more secrecy between the two spouses, between you and your spouse. Uh, as the betrayer, uh, you must decide to volunteer 
uh, any communication that may happen between you and your affair partner before being asked to do so. Oh, that's that includes key. Yeah, that's really important. That includes text messages, face-to-face interaction, emails, or anything else. It is important to avoid any communication with the affair partner. Uh, but if or when communication inevitably happens, the betrayer must be quick to share it with his or her spouse. Do not underestimate how helpful this will be. If you are, if you do this, this will quickly help you guys rebuild things. And so, don't underestimate how helpful that can be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, just being completely open and honest, man, it goes so far, so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so definitely volunteer that information before you're asked. Um, but what about the next one? Right, we talk yeah. about um, maintaining a safe place. Brad, what is that? How do you maintain a safe place? Well, this is where the hurting spouse, the spouse who's been betrayed, enters the process. It is very important for betrayed spouses to create an environment that encourage, uh, encourages complete honesty. This means that when the spouse mm. uh, comes to them and tells them about communication with the affair partner, yeah. it is crucial to maintain composure. Yes. So as a spouse who's been betrayed, you have to help them feel safe to talk about this because most betrayers don't want to talk about this because they feel like I already feel they already feel guilty enough, and they don't want to make you hurt anymore. Right. And so, if you are uh, overreacting, if you're, you know, you may be reacting, but your spouse will feel like you're overreacting. This is hurting you. I don't see the point of answering these questions. It's just making it worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to help them feel safe in a sense to be able to talk to you. So that when or if they do get communication from that affair partner, that they know that if they're going to come to you, that you're going to you're going to not blow up. You're going to receive it with grace mm-hmm. and just. I would. I, I mean, you may not feel comfortable, but thanking them. Hey, thanks for being open. Thanks for being honest. I appreciate you um, coming and telling me this. It makes me feel a lot more secure. It makes me feel like you're. You know, we're really going to make it. Yeah. And um, and you really can make it, and you really will if if you are open and honest and cut that person off. And however they ended up, you know, with that with that story you just told about mm-hmm. the, the the guy who went back to work after working from home and just one look at mm-hmm. that person kind of like send them back to their addiction Mm -hmm. i mean if he were to have just turned around maybe even got out of there you know as soon Mm -hmm. as he could and went home to his wife and said hey i i just i accidentally looked at her we were in the hallway this happened this happened and your spouse can be that source of of healing Mm -hmm. and and can be a safe place Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and one of the things with this is is those kinds of things grow because mm -hmm. they're secret right it just adds fuel to the fire uh but one of the things to realize is this this is a necessary step that has to be done. You have to cut off this person, and the betrayer has to do it. It's best if the the betrayed spouse is a part of this process. Yeah. They're, they're able to listen in. Uh, and it's best if you say, I'm doing it for, out of love. Mm-hmm. You're not being kind or cordial. Right. You're being short of being cruel. You're letting them know you were a mistake. I love my wife. I love my husband. I'm going to be with them. Mm-hmm. You were a mistake. I don't want to talk to you again. Right. What we and did then, was wrong. Yeah. And you're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no need to reminisce about the past, say we had good times, things like that. You're, you're not doing yourself any favors. In fact, what you're doing is, is you're leaving the door open. Right. That you're open. And what we're really doing here, what we need to do is we need to break the pattern of secrecy and lies. We take a giant step in the direction of healing and turn towards your spouse because they're really going to help you. And, and if you are the betrayed spouse, you got to help your spouse feel comfortable. It's hard. It's 
it's uncomfortable, it's painful, mm-hmm. but it's it's definitely. Um, I mean, when your spouse is coming and, and turning and doing the opposite and being honest with you, um, it's really a step in a great in, in the right direction. And, and healing will come, and the pain will subside over time. Mm-hmm. You say, yeah, it'll get better. Thanks for listening to Healing Broken Trust. If you like this episode, you can always get our show notes and more details and links to the resources we discussed at healingbrokentrust.com. Also, as long as you're online, head on over to healingbrokentrust.com forward slash retreat for details on an upcoming one-on-one retreat with me. If you like us, please subscribe and leave a review for us on iTunes. As always, everything discussed on this podcast is either my opinion or Morgan's opinion and is not to be taken as relationship advice because I'm not your therapist, nor have I considered your personal situation as your therapist. This podcast is for your entertainment and education only, and I really do hope you've enjoyed it. See you until next time.